Welcome to uh, Here's the Deal with uh, Rick Countryman. I'm glad you're uh, joining me. It's uh, Wednesday at noon and it's like one of my favorite moments of the week when, when I just get to share a few thoughts that are on my, on my heart. Uh, and uh, Man, I love receiving your emails because that helps me kind of think through things and and then I land on certain things that I'm going to do uh, here on the program. So thank you very much for tuning in. Make sure you hit like and send it out to all of your friends. It, it uh, helps get the word out there. Some of you might be watching this right now on my uh, Facebook page, Here's the Deal, uh, with Rick Countryman, or my personal page, Rick Countryman. It could be you're listening to this on the podcast, and we got kind of those details worked out last week, and so the podcast is up running again. Uh, but either way, whether you're watching this live, you're watching it later on, or you're listening to the podcast, I'm just super thankful for all of you, because without you, without an audience, I wouldn't be doing this. And so, thank you. Thanks for all the emails and texts and thoughts that you have on programs you'd like to see me do. Uh, they, they matter to me. I think about them a lot. I pray about them a lot. And today, I'm, what I'm going to do is basically based on some of the thoughts and ideas that you've had and um, that I really didn't think about, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share them with you. So, anyway, blessings to all of you. I'm glad you're tuning in, as I said, to Here's a Deal with Rick Countryman. All right, so, I was asked, um, well, I've been asked this a lot since I started this whole program. Um, hey, I think you ought to weigh in on some of the things that are happening in our culture, like right now. And usually this program, I talk about some biblical issues. Sometimes there's overlap on how it does tie into the culture. Um, and, and so I, I kind of thought about that a lot. Uh, and, and here's what I came up with, okay? In the book of First Chronicles, it tells us about a group of people who were known as the, the men of Ishakar. And it tells us something really, really unique about them. It says that the men of Ishakar understood the times. They understood the times that they were living in. But not only did they understand the times, but they knew what Israel should do with that understanding. And I've always thought that that was um, something that every believer should strive for. I really believe that every Christian should understand the times, understand the culture we live in, and then, you know, how do we live in it? How, well, what would God want us to do in light of the culture that we're living in? Or how best may we, you know, be salt and light in our culture? And so... I think that that might be a great foundation for maybe a few of the things that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about today. And so it's not just one topic, it's just a whole bunch. I'm going to try to get through a whole bunch of them here that I've written down or that you've sent me and see maybe how, what our response should, should be to some of the things going on. And obviously the, the biggest thing that's happening right now in our culture is the... Um, 
was the Chauvin officer or former police officer uh, Chauvin's uh, uh, trial. And he was the uh, officer who knelt on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes, and I think it was 23 seconds, and George Floyd died uh, because of it. Well, he was convicted on all three charges, and I don't know when his sentencing will be, but it'll be, you know, he's going to spend a lot of time in prison, and he should, in my opinion. But I, I remember the day that that happened. I remember um, seeing the video. There were people standing around, you know, the squad car. Chauvin had his knee on George Floyd's neck. And people were yelling at him, and man, there was just all this commotion going on. And for nine minutes and 23 seconds, you see this officer with his knee on George Floyd's neck. And literally, you see him die. You, 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 you literally can see his body just kind of go limp. And you, you know he's, he's dead. He hasn't passed out. You, you know he's dead. And I remember just feeling really sick to my stomach. Literally, I was sick to my stomach when I, when I watched it. And I, I want you to know that I have a son-in-law who is a Modesto police officer. And I happen to know that, man, our Modesto PD guys and gals are super well-trained. I mean, they are some of the best police officers in the nation. Well-trained. My son-in-law is an FTO officer, field training officer. In other words, he trains, you know, those that are new or want to be police officers. He's also on the SWAT team, and he's highly, highly trained, and he's getting training all of the, the time. Obviously, I pray for him daily because our men and women in law enforcement are literally put in situations that you and I just can never dream of. I mean, it's just crazy some of the things they have to deal with. And so I was very sensitive about what, what was going on, but, you know, I watched the trial. I literally TiVo'd the trial, and I watched most of it. I didn't see all of it, but I watched most of the trial. And in my opinion, if I'd have been on that jury, I'd have voted, you know, he was guilty based on all the evidence and all of that, and I, I think the jury got it right, and I'm thankful uh, for that. Um, th this wasn't about George Floyd, whether he was a good man or a bad man or anything like that. This was about an officer who uh, is given a lot of power and is given a lot of authority because they wear that badge, and they got a gun on their hip, and they got a taser on their hip, and they got a baton on their hip, and they got handcuffs on their hip, and they got mace on their hip, and they're wearing a bulletproof vest. I mean, th th these are people in, in great authority. And in my opinion, as I watched the trial, wow, he overstepped his authority. And um, he was, in my opinion, a bad apple. Now, that police force is full of great apples. I mean, unbelievable apples. He was a bad apple, and he made them all look bad, in my opinion. I think he made uh, all of the great men and women who serve in law enforcement all over our country look bad. 
when the overwhelming majority of them are really fine people and they do a very difficult job in a very professional manner. But, but Officer Chauvin just, wow, he, he just made everybody look bad. And in some jobs, in some careers, you, you know, if you blow it, big deal. I mean, if, if I go into Starbucks and order a caramel macchiato and they blow it, well, I got a bad, you know, drink. Uh, if I hire a lawn guy to come and mow my lawn and he misses a spot, well, the worst case scenario is I got a little longer grass than normal. But when a police officer blows it, wow, it can have monumental, just cataclysmic impact. And that was the case in the Chauvin uh, trial. And so as I weigh in on it, I'm just telling you, I watched the trial, at least most of it. I think they got it right. I think he was guilty. And I think he deserves to go to prison for a long time for what he did. That, that was just horrible. Now, that's not an excuse for everybody to go out and, you know, riot and burn the city down and loot and all the things that were going on after that happened. That's a separate thing. That's something separate that we could talk about at some other moment. I'm just weighing in here now going, our, our, um, our judicial system did its job. Prosecutors, you know, the defense, the, the attorneys, the judge, it all went through the system and they got it right. And I'm thankful um, for that. The other, and I think the other one I want to talk about, and they kind of go hand in hand, was this Kim Potter. She was a 26-year veteran of uh, the police force. And once again, one mistake, and wow, it had a cataclysmic impact. She shows up, um, and there's a car, and she's up at the window, and the person really wasn't complying all that much. You know, there hasn't been a trial or anything. All I can see is the body cam. And so I want to be somewhat careful, but you hear her yelling, I'm going to taser you, I'm going to taser you, taser, taser, taser. And she reaches down and fires what she thinks is her taser, and it was actually her handgun, and discharged one bullet and killed the person. That's horrific. That's a horrific accident, in my opinion. Uh, Officer Chauvin, when he had his knee on, that's not an accident, man. That, 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 that guy deserved to go to prison. Officer Potter, Kim Potter, man, I don't, I don't know what you do with that other than, man, I feel horrible for um, the person she killed's family and friends. That, that, that's horrific. And she thinks she's pulling her taser. You, she's yelling, taser, 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 and she pulls the trigger and it's her gun. And that, that is horrific, and the, you know, the judicial system will play itself out, and I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen to her. I just know that the young man who got shot and killed, his family will never be the same anymore, and obviously uh, Officer Kim Potter's family will never be the same again. It was a tragic mistake, and that's why uh, I said when a police officer makes a mistake, it has cataclysmic um, in, in, in impacts, right? You, you know, a lot of professions, or most professions, they, they mess up and 
you know, okay, you know, just make me a new drink or whatever it might, might be. And so once again, one officer made a whole bunch of good police officers look horrible. I don't know how you make the mistake of pulling your gun instead of your taser. I don't know, especially when you're a 26-year veteran. But um, that was a horrific uh, case, and we'll see, you know, how, how that all plays it, itself out. But the third thing, and I think they kind of all go hand-in-hand, hand was, you know, after the George Floyd murder, all of a sudden you started to see a lot of athletes get involved in politics. You started to see a lot of sports on TV get involved in politics. You, you began to see uh, uh, just, just, uh, just a lot of stuff on television when you turned on to watch a football game or a baseball game or a basketball game. You just, soccer, tennis, pick the sport. NASCAR, I mean, every athlete now was weighing in and um, and a lot of you want to know what my thoughts are on that. You know, I think that in this country, you, you're free to speak up about anything you want to speak up about. And I think that athletes are free to speak up and talk about whatever they want to talk about. And if their employer, that would be the basketball team or the football team or the baseball team or whoever it is, if they're going to allow um, their employees, the athletes, to speak up, well then an athlete has every right to speak up. And they should speak up if that's what they want to do. But I also have a right too, and that is I don't have to watch the game anymore. I, I can say, you know what, because politics are now involved in the NBA and they're involved in the National Football League or the you know, Major League Baseball, I can choose to not watch it anymore, and that's my right. And a lot of people have made that choice. They're not watching professional sports anymore because they got too political. And that's okay. That's your right to do that. For some people, the reason they started watching sports was because they got political. So the point, my point is, is this, is that I think that anybody has the right to share whatever they want to share. They can do whatever it is they want to do. And, and you have the right then to respond however you really think is appropriate to their actions. I personally don't like all of the politics and sports. I don't like any of it. Uh, but if their employer, the team, the owner of the team is going to allow it. Well, you know, I don't own the team. The owner of the team can let those players do whatever it is they want to do. And if they choose to get all political, great. And I can choose not to watch it, just like you can choose not to watch it, or you can choose to watch it. And so personally, I don't like all of the politics and in, in sports. I, I don't like it. I, when I sit down and watch a game, I just want to watch the game. I don't want all the other stuff going on, um, but they have the right to do it, and you have the right not to watch, and that's the, that's the beautiful thing about capitalism. <laughs> they own a team, they do what they want, and you choose whether you want to buy the product or watch the product or whatever it might, uh, you know, whatever it might be. So, 
I'm just I'm gonna I got a whole bunch of other things here. But uh, I just want to reiterate just a, just a couple things, and I'm not going to do this every week where I weigh into what's happening in our culture, but certainly, you know, the George Floyd murder, you know, trial was huge. I mean, absolutely huge, and my heart goes out to George Floyd's family. That's a horrible thing, whether he was a good man uh, or a bad man. You know, whatever all that is, doesn't matter. He did not deserve to have a knee on his neck for nine minutes and 23 seconds. He did not deserve to be killed, murdered like that by a highly trained uh, professional who has a lot of authority, a police officer. And um, as I watched the trial, as I said, I, I think the, the, jury got it, uh, the jury got it right. Some of you may have watched the trial and you think they got the verdict wrong, and that's okay. You know, you and I weren't on the jury, but I think they, they got it right. And then I just feel horrible for the young man who was killed by Officer Potter. I think that was an accident, a total accident. She's yelling, Taser, Taser, Taser. And then shoots her, shoots this guy with his gun, and I, you know. That, that that's brutal and there's just going to be a lot of pain and heartache and all of that for years and decades to, to come and then I don't like politics and sports I, I don't like politics you know when it, when it comes to companies who get involved in politics and all of that I you 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 just got to keep those things separate especially sports in, in my mind and I'm somebody who used to watch a lot of professional sports. I don't watch it nearly as much anymore. And that's not to say I haven't watched some games, because I have, but I don't watch it like I used to, and part of it is, is I, just, I just got tired of all the stuff. I, I, I don't want to hear, hear the stuff. Uh, you know. And I also felt like if you had another point of view, man, you were silenced. If you had another point of view uh, on some of the political things that were going on, wow, you were muzzled, and, and I don't think that's right. And I think there were a lot of players who thought, you know what, I don't agree with what's going on, but I can't say anything. Because if I do, man, I'm going to be canceled, and we live in this culture where, man, you can be canceled in, in a second. So... Anyway, hey, let me just tell you, I believe that every believer needs to be like the men of Ishakar as I began the program with. We need to understand the times we live in, and then we need to know, okay, what does, what does God, you know, expect from us? Well, what should we do now that we know that? And I think maybe the lesson for today is this. <clears throat> You're going to have an opinion on things, and I'm going to have an opinion on things, and your neighbors are going to have opinions opinion on on things and the people you work with are going to have a, a, opinions on things and it's okay if their opinion is different than yours we as believers are called to reach the lost right that that's what we're, we're, we're called to do and we need to be careful how we respond to those that have different opinions that, than we have okay I, I get a lot of emails and a lot of stuff where people disagree with me totally disagree with me and I try to be very, very careful how I respond because I, I'm, I'm either their brother in the Lord or I'm trying to reach them for the Lord. 
And my response is critical, just as yours is. And so when you encounter those that have a different thought than you have, that's okay. Just be careful how you respond, all right? Hey, so uh, thanks again for tuning in. I hope this was somewhat of a blessing to you. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing you next Wednesday on Here's a Deal. Okay? Blessings, everybody.